0: Yeah, like, and I think that's the benefit of like being in a band, like when you play with friends and you have other people is that's what ends up making it good in a sense is you are creating this thing with other people and it is getting molded and pushed and pulled in different directions until it comes to its final resting place. And if you are trying to do an entire full band project on your own, it's, you know, you're lacking that.
1: Hey Ricky, how's it going? Welcome to the Question and the Answers podcast. Nice to have you on here.
0: Hi Andy, it's it's really good to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm I'm pumped to be here.
1: Yeah, it's it's so awesome to have you on here. Um, you know, I I've I managed to meet you uh, one time when Tsunami Bomb played a show with Western settings, and that I was remember. At, yeah, and that was yeah. in um, what town was that? Shit, it was in or it was in Orange County, I think, somewhere. Right? Oh, Maybe. it was um, it was at uh, the the record store. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, what white I Think of it. Toxic Toast, yes, yes, yes. yes. Toxic Toast. That was a good cool <laughs> show. A way, what a way to start the the uh, the podcast by not remembering the thing that I was going to talk about. <laughs> well, now, we're uh, we're all getting old. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but I but I remember I was I was really excited to play that show because I had been listening to Western Settings after you know being told that we were booked to play with you guys. And I, you know, I had heard the name of the band quite a bit, actually, because, you know, you guys had been getting a lot of uh, attention and in, uh, in like the, the greater punk scene. And but I I had no idea what you guys sounded like. So I went ahead and did a deep dive and I really liked it. So I was like really excited to see you guys. And I, I got to say, like, I was not disappointed one bit. I really enjoyed it. So it was really cool to have that experience and to meet you there. So uh, it's nice to have you on here uh, and kind of, you know, catch up
0: that's awesome man yeah they, thank you that means a lot for you to say that but yeah that was it's, it's it's cool
1: yeah yeah um but you know today uh i i really uh thought it would be great to talk about this new solo endeavor that you just released you put out a new record and uh it's it, is it the first solo material that you've done
0: it is yeah oh. yeah i've been uh I've been dancing around with the idea of doing doing something solo for for a few years now and 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 i was gonna do like an acoustic record and i was gonna do then i wasn't i tried even recording some stuff and just didn't like it and scrapped it and uh and then finally ended up doing this project this year and kind of finally did it so yeah,
1: yeah that's go ahead yeah no
0: that was a, that was all yeah.
1: yeah um well for anyone who is not aware uh this is ricky schmidt and he is in the band's western Settings. Hey shells, and he also, like I just mentioned, has a new solo project that he just released a new record this year. Which, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you you basically recorded everything yourself, um, or did you work with a certain producer? I did. I worked with a producer, um,
0: um, my friend Tyson from uh, our chicken from uh, that, from Dead Um he, he produced it, and then um, uh, my friend Shane Henry did all the percussion and drums on it. So I did. It was like a lot. I, I and then i played everything Also, i did all the guitars and, and like uh, um, piano and and all that stuff was was me but um it was cool it was a fun thing to do like I, it was all here in my room and, and i built it kind of built demos out and then um was bouncing him back and forth to chicken and then also to um to shane and like shane would add his he would like uh program his own drums to it kind of like redo them and then i'd re-demo the songs to that and then um and then, you know, ch- Chicken 2 would, would throw back ideas. It was really cool. because like, now you can do that. You know, you can you can retract stuff and send tracks back and forth. And it's just it, it was kind of an interesting way to write. Because I'm used to being, before now, I was always writing music in a room with people. and Which is cool. It has a lot of benefits, I think, too. But it was just really unique and refreshing and, and new for me to do it this way. And, and kind of cool. Because you, you really can, like, hone in on the idea that you have for the song. You know what I mean? like you know how it's not getting pulled in a bunch of different directions and it was kind of neat so but um yeah no chicken produced it um, my friend shane did all the the drums and and my partner jackie um did a lot of singing and even like when i was working on stuff like at the house like sometimes i could turn to her and be like i don't know what to do right here and then she'd be like do this and I'd be like ah good idea and, you know then we take it that way so so it is like my solo it's i call it it's under my name and everything but it would be you know it's not 100 percent just me
1: (laughs) got it but but yeah like you so you're the main like you know songwriter, and you're you like you said did most of the instrumentation but i mean that's that's really great you know you this is the second project that i've heard of where um chicken was kind of involved with the production and like i he's done he's done a, a bunch of stuff like producing wise hasn't he
0: he's been getting into it so when we so he did two records with uh with western settings so he did he did um old pain which was that or one of our ep that we did that was the first time we worked with chicken and then Mm -hmm. then he also did another year with us um and then he has worked with uh dfmk you know are you familiar with them yep yeah they're, they're actually on my list of bands at the end here but uh um so he produced that, that DFMK record that just came out. So he did that one with them. And um uh, I think to my knowledge, he he is um he's wanting to do that more. He's wanting to work with bands and stuff more and more. I think from my understanding. So but yeah. But I think that's the only projects he's done so far, producing wise.
1: Yeah. Now from yeah. a production standpoint, uh out of curiosity, um, is was he like pretty hands-on in terms of like the shaping of the songs, or was it more about like of like the the sonic quality is where he did more work or was was it maybe like a mixture of both
0: so he was definitely more um hands-on with like uh with writing stuff and like um so like with like someone i would send him demos and stuff he would i mean there was even there was one song in the record it's uh um 666 um that song like i sent to him and like he would he sent it back and like kind of. Um, that was before shane was on board with the project and like he kind of redid the drums and then he even had um on that song his friend josh um josh agron i might be butchering his last name but uh josh agron um from painted black um did the bass on that song and like so he passed it around and that was kind of cool so when he sent that back that was like they kind of like pushed that one into a direction or just made it way better but um not all the songs, he wasn't as hands on with all the songs. Like a certain couple of them, he really dove into and like, um, would help me. But he's really good with um, telling you, like, you know, this part right here, like uh, a chord progression, mean like you go to this minor right here, or add this note right here, or all the music cuts out right here and then come back in again right there. Like, he's he's all over that stuff, or even vocal melodies and harmonies. And uh, the guy's just packed full of ideas, like, he's just he's very talented in that sense so it's really fun working with him and he's just a hoot. he's he's super fun to hang out with and just laid back and fun and really good guy but um he came down so so we we actually went um he came down to san diego Shane came down to san diego and um uh, sort of chicken two days before we recorded and we got into a practice space and um actually played through the songs and kind of you know right before we went in to make sure worked out any kinks and then we went into a studio um, and spent a week in a studio in Orange County and did the whole thing from front to back in the studio. So,
1: And this was, this was, you know, over the last, like how, when, when, when exactly did you record it?
0: It was, I want to say it was during lockdown. It was, um, I want to say maybe like May, somewhere, no, it was like June or July, maybe July
1: okay and but yeah. the the material you had been writing for like what like a few months prior to that or was it like even like a year like how long had you been working on this project before you recorded? some, some
0: of the songs have been the oldest song is vietnam which was the acoustic track on there that song's like three years old um uh, a lot of them i started i think the majority of them started in early 2019 and then um the Um, Like a cult is um, on the record. That song didn't get finished until it was in the studio. We were in the studio. (laughs) So so I was working on them. Um, They were all pretty much like there as far as like the song ideas, the lyrics and like what they were. Um, But a lot of them. Yeah. So like 2019 to the time that they recorded was about the time that they were worked on.
1: Got it. Now uh, during this time, I mean, I mean, shoot, like that's a huge uh endeavor to have partaken like during this crazy lockdown and to make it work um i mean because a lot of a lot of musicians a lot of bands like wouldn't have taken you know the steps that that you took where like even meeting up with people it, like and it's yeah. you know this isn't like this isn't like to bring it up in like any kind of like negative light i mean you know yeah, yeah, no, for sure. i'm sorry
0: not for sure, yeah,
1: keep, keep yeah. Going. I mean, a lot of people have been get, have been getting together and like doing music, um, and you know, some of them have been much more you know safe about it than others. But um, you know, with with your other bands uh, like HLs and Western Settings, are you continuing to do like work with them to like work on projects during this whole crazy time? um yeah so western settings has been laying
0: pretty low um we've been talking about the idea of maybe even starting to work on some new stuff but um um everybody's been laying really low adam has his father is um, a little bit older and has gone through some some surgeries in the last couple of years and stuff and he sees him quite frequently so um he's been very cautious and that's totally fine um so anyways long story short western settings is kind of chilling right now um hl's we've been writing i live with my, my partner jackie is the the um that's she's kind of the, the for the front of that band. so um we're, we've been able to keep writing and stuff and um also kevin hl's so all the people in hl's are like very my close circle so we, we do see each other still here here there and we've been able to keep writing and uh working on stuff we, we're about to do an ep with hl's and then um i keep pointing over here Jackie's over here behind me on the bed. (laughs) And you're like, why is he pointing over there? I'm pointing. We're talking to her. I'm pointing to her over here. uh, um, Yeah. But, um, was that it? Did
1: I answer everything? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the basic question was like, are you continuing to work on your other projects uh during this time? Yeah. Which which I, I assumed you were. Um, but you know, I mean, obviously we're uh mostly concerned about this this new record. Um, you know, so was there any kind of major like inspiration or like key inspiration for the material on uh the album?
0: Um uh, I uh, I that so anytime I'm writing songs. As far as like content-wise, I'm just like going off of things that are happening around me and stuff. Or it's um, nothing like crazy or super, um, you know, inspiring. Or anything. It's just it's just normal stuff. So I'm just writing songs about what's going on in my life. But um, musically, um, I've been listening to. I, over the last couple of years, a lot of like more garagey stuff. And that's kind of been fun for me. So I think that that kind of came through in that. And then uh, even I remember when um, I was doing the demos and I, do you know Tyler Gibson? Do you know that guy? Uh,
1: you know, the name kind of sounds familiar. Uh, does he live in like Seattle now, I think?
0: He does. Yeah. He's one of okay. so he's Yeah, he's in Seattle now, but a really he, rad he, guitar he,
1: player. Wasn't he like involved in like the the big, the festival in like the East Bay? Like that. This Is My Fest or something? No, no, no. I don't think he was. Oh, I'm thinking about something no. very different. Okay. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Different Tyler. You I know which Tyler you're thinking of. But no, okay. this is Tyler Gibson. He's, he played like a band called Random um, Orbitz. He has a band now uh, that's actually really rad. And I can't think of the name. I feel like an asshole. But, uh, um, but he's also a graphic, really good graphic designer. And he's done a lot of shirts and uh, work with different zines and stuff. But uh, anyways, when he's one of my good friends and like he's also a person that like i'll confide in with like sending demos and be like what do you think about this or whatever you know and get an outside opinion when you're working on stuff but i sent him the demos to this record when i was working on it and he he told me that it sounded like a fucked up uh, pet sounds to him mm-hmm. and i thought that was so cool and um i was like all right and i told and at that point like shane had already been working with me and so and i was like hey i showed these to tyler and he said this so I, was like, I think we should lean into that so so we kind of <laughs> We kind of wanted to um we we kind of went for some of that 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 vibe kind of but yeah Um, other than that yeah just you know just songs about life and making it fun and playing music that's fun for you and uh, yeah
1: that's great um like so with uh with the new with this new endeavor, is this something that you're thinking that you'd like to continue with it and do like more albums like relatively soon? Or like are you already working on new material? I
0: actually have a, a whole nother um we have a whole nother full length ready to go. Shane's Shane's working on drums right now and, and I I'm gonna probably write like one more song, but I have like 11 songs right now ready to go. So that's
1: awesome. I mean, talk about using your time wisely at this point.
0: Yeah. It's been, it's been weird. this, this year. Well, obviously this year has been weird for everybody in the whole entire world. um, I I've always been a bartender and also always for the last seven years of my life, we've been on the road touring. And and so usually it's like, I come home and I work crazy hours trying to catch up and like be able to pay my bills. You know what I mean? And get ready to go back out again. And, um, and then when I'm home, you know, it's, you when you're home you just there's not that much time and when you're gone on you're road. so so this year has been kind of interesting in the sense where um i haven't been working as much i mean i wasn't working at all the first part of the year and then, and then i actually I, I have been i got a job so i am working a little bit now but still not a lot but i've had so much time so like i'm sitting in my room i find a lot of time sitting in my room it's been kind of nice to just play and work on stuff and do that but yeah that's, the, that's one of the plus sides for me this year. I've been able to do that. I, I have enjoyed being able to work on music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For for people that are involved in like any kind of creative endeavors, like, I mean, I know that it, in, my, in my experience, just talking with friends who are, you know, close to me and having that conversation of like, well, what are you working on? It, it's kind of like a mixed bag, you know, like some people are just like hitting this wall because they have so much time on their hands that they kind of don't know what to do with themselves. And like, I mean, I I don't know if you experienced this at all, but like during this whole process, you mentioned, you know, the, the, the fact that because you have the opportunity to really like dive in and like work on the songs and like get to like the core of them, like for some people, I know that that can be kind of a detriment, you know, where it's like they work so hard on it that they kind of overproduce it or they like make too much of it. Like they, they strip away like all the good stuff from it, you know, and like they kind of add these things, but um, I, I think though that what the way that you did it was really wise in that you had an outside set of ears kind of helping to guide that like a person yeah. like chicken, you know, and even, um, Shane, right. Mm-hmm. Shane, Yeah. And, um, so having almost like a band vibe to it, to a degree, even though it's, it's your material to your music. But they're yeah. kind of helping to to kind of rein things in a little bit to make sure that you don't go off the rails because um it's really easy, you know, to just oh, yeah. like say, oh, we're gonna add this, and now we're gonna add this, and it's gonna be crazy, you know, like yeah. And, and I
0: think too, for like especially like if you, I mean, if you're doing like a, a solo acoustic project, it's a little easier to do on your own because it's just you know the rawness is kind of what you're going for in that, and and just the stripped downness of it. But like, but yeah, like, I, and I think that's the benefit of like being in a band, like when you play with friends and you have other people is that's what ends up making it good in a sense is you are creating this thing with other people and it is getting molded and pushed and pulled in different directions until it comes to its final resting place. And if you are trying to do an entire full band project on your own, it's, you know, you're lacking that. So yeah, so for this project, it was it was Shane being a part of it, um, Jackie being a part of it, even my roommate, Dylan, um, you rift on one of the songs and the riff that he did ended up staying on it. I, I, and uh, so yeah, I, I'm a firm believer in like it, the more, more heads, the better when it comes to creating. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I I'm definitely that way too. Like I, I have a, a little bit of that. Um, well, I mean, i I, I know that I can sit down and I can like play stuff that will sound good, but I never feel like it's good enough. You know, right. so I, I kind of, I really need like somebody to tell me, yes, I think that's good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then for, uh, I've always kind of taken the, uh, the stance that working with other people is only going to make it better. Um, oh, yeah. so like I I'm, I'm wanting to challenge myself this year personally to try to do something along the lines of what you, you just did. Um, mm-hmm. and actually seeing you do this, um, you know, uh, was actually pretty inspiring to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, because I don't, I don't know you very well, but like at all, really. I've only met you in person one time, um, but I, I really enjoy listening to your music, and I like this new record a lot. And I mean, just kind of on its face, I was just like, you know what. I want to try something like that. So I'm, 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 I'm going to try to do some solo material for like the first time in my life this year. And like, I, I don't know you're when right. it's going to come out. I don't know what shape it's going to take, but um yeah, I, I, I kind of wanted to tell you that, that it was kind of like, yeah, man, dude, like I'm going to do That's that. So awesome. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so, awesome. And you should, it's, it's so much fun. And like, it's so cool and you're, and you're, you're great. Like I'm sure whatever you're going to do is, is going to be awesome, but just do it. Like, that's a huge thing too. I feel like a lot of people like I talk to, like a lot of my friends and a lot of just people I know, like they that are way more talented than I am, or like you know, this my roommate Dylan, who's in the room next door, he plays in Western settings and he's like one of the most talented musicians I've ever played with. And um, he writes stuff all the time. I hear him doing it, and I'm like, I'm like, man, like record this stuff and put it out and like he'll and he and he's totally got that thing going on where he's like, he'll do it and then like not. And then he's just like, eh, and like he'll work on it for a little bit. And then like, eh, he doesn't do it. I'm like, man, you should do that. It's so good. Like, just do it. But uh, anyways, I I always tell everybody anytime they want to do something, like, just do it. Like, just, you got to do it. Like, yeah, Shia LaBeouf in that video. Have you seen that video with Shia LaBeouf?
2: He's like, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, 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 one of, one of the, uh, one of the few things that Shia LaBeouf has given us that is pure and like not problematic at all, you know, like,
0: yeah, right. I mean, I watched uh, that movie. Have you seen that movie? Uh, what's the one? Uh, Peanut butter Falcon. Have you seen that?
1: Oh, you know what? I haven't seen it. I heard it's, I hear it's great.
0: We I just, we just watched it a couple months ago and I was actually pretty, uh, it, it hit me pretty good. It was, it was a beautiful story and really well done. And, Anyways, I know I think he got he got himself into some trouble and did some something not did some not so great stuff recently or something that went public, but um I can't remember what but which was a shame because I, I I was really kind of digging Shia up and then found out. But anyways, we don't get it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean yeah, it's it's tough because like anytime and, you know we won't wrap on this for too long, but um I think yeah. it's worth noting like anytime that you have somebody who is like a a pretty good artist and like good at what they do um and then you know these things happen you know you have to make a decision as like how you're going to choose to engage with that artist anymore because some people are okay with separating the the person from the art and some people don't see the distinction you know and you know whichever route you end up taking with that is your choice but um it almost feels like when you do that, you're kind of now up for judgment too. And that's, that's a, an unfortunate thing too, but, yeah. but
2: yeah.
0: I feel like it's one of those things you like, you know, sometimes you got to pick a side and, and, and what you, what you represent and what you believe in and what you stand for. And, and you got to stand behind those things. And if, if something falls in line with that, you can't just, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you got to stand with what you believe in.
1: Yeah, well, and, and you know, this last year, uh, in particular, I mean, we're still seeing remnants of it, like, you know, everything with like, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter and like the Me Too movement, and like all the like, I mean, just even like politically, you know, speaking, just it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting, it's a very, you know, it's like the old saying goes, it's a very interesting time to be alive, you know, and, um, I, I think that it's given us so many challenges and so many like different perspectives and and it comes so fast you know and as mm-hmm. i think uh, an artist um and somebody who kind of is a person that documents life in music um mm-hmm. it's uh it can be challenging to kind of separate yourself from that and like take the time to make art still you know and make yeah. art that's that's good and relevant and um i my hat's off to you for being able to do it i mean it's it's not something that, that is easy. I, I, I can certainly say that for myself, you know, I, I've managed to be able to work full time, you know, this whole time. And, you know, I've also been able to continue doing stuff with the record label and I've started this podcast and it's like tsunami bombs done a little bit of recording and it's, you know, it's, it felt, it felt like so much. It felt like a lot, you know? And yeah. I mean, I mean, even, even the weight of having less to do is a lot to kind of, Bear on your shoulders it, it's so odd right yeah 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 but um but i wanted to ask you uh really briefly so you know you touched on the fact that you know western settings is kind of in a chill spot and then hl's is working on uh, some new material are there any other projects that you're involved in that i'm not aware of
0: um yeah actually there is i'm glad you asked that right now i was i had it written down but uh um Let's see. I, the biggest thing that I was a part of um this year, I also I kinda helped my friend uh, Michael Kelly. Um he played in this band called Ash Williams, and he also plays in uh, Matt Casket in the Breaks. Oh yeah. But uh, he he did his he's put out some stuff before under the name Buckley's Angels. And and he did a record this year. Um it's an EP, it's four song EP. It's really cool, but um I kind of helped him, I was like, it was all him, and then um Matt Casket did the drums but I I helped him with that so like I was I don't know if you I don't I don't want to call it producing because I I just I don't see myself as a producer but um yeah I was just there with him the whole time like helping with ideas and stuff and uh when he recorded and and it was really fun and the songs are really cool and I'm really excited for it to come out um that should be out next year I'm guessing probably like early sometime but uh or this year because we're in it is 2021 now but uh yeah, so it's Buckley's Angels, and it's little Michael Kelly from uh, Ash Williams and uh, Matt Casket in the Breaks. But so I was a part of that one. Uh, Matt Casket and the Breaks has a new record coming out. Um, I did some guest vocals on that, and that record is insane. So, are you familiar with Matt Casket? Yeah. So,
1: per- I, yeah, yeah, I've heard of I've heard of that project, and then there's just the band Casket too, right?
0: Right. So Casket Casket was. Uh, Matt's other it uh, was his band with uh Stephen Long and then a bunch of other actually I wasn't was a there was a rotating list, but it was it was Stephen and Matt with the two guys on it the whole time and then the bass players always rotated out. But um really good band, phenomenal. But but Matt Casket and the Brakes is is great. And uh he's been working on this record for like a couple of years now. And and I heard it, I've heard some of it now, and finally it's it's like phenomenal. It's gonna be probably I'm it's going to blow people away. I'm really excited for him and he's, they've worked so hard on it and it's like, it's going to be a really good record. So I'm really excited for them to drop that. And
1: Hell yeah. That's be- great. And then, yeah. uh, beyond that, any, anything else that you, uh, we're working on. No, Just HLs,
0: my stuff, um, those things.
1: Yeah. Uh, cool that, that that's awesome i mean shit that's that's a lot um i did have a quick question about uh western settings you guys have that ep that was like um done with like 8-bit oh yeah 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 who who, who who did somebody in the band uh do all that or was there somebody else that did that for you guys so i work so i work
0: in bars or i i worked in bars before uh all this stuff happened but um one of my co-workers um at one of the bars he's also a musician and, and super rad guy but uh he he does that 8-bit stuff and he had she showed me he had done it for uh a couple of his songs for his band and he showed me and i was like this is so cool well, and i was like i was like we do it for western settings and He was like sure i'll do it so he so he's the one who did it so we shouldn't do it yeah
1: yeah i i thought that was so rad <laughs> like i i uh i i'll admit like i was thinking like dude i wonder if tsunami bomb should do this that'd be like hella funny you know like it's so fun it's so yeah. cool to
0: like it, just to hear the songs in that uh on that like platform you know what i mean
1: well it's, it's the, 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 i mean I, i'm not sure how old you are like i'm 42 and so i grew yeah. up like you know nintendo atari like original nintendo like that stuff's ingrained in my brain you know and yeah. there's something very like familiar and like just cool about it that just makes me feel like oh man like that's so fun you know and uh super nostalgic is the entire yeah. like context of the song all together and like just adds this new dynamic to it
0: yeah yeah it was, it's it's definitely neat And yeah, i think
1: some of my other friends
0: it's, i mean it's not that uncommon of a thing you know like, i know a lot of bands right. do that like uh Um, but but yeah, it's so fun. It's such a fun, and cool thing.
1: (laughs) Well, and I, I I think that there would be a, um, there's a high likelihood that it could easily just jump the shark. Like, you know, if everyone just starts doing it, then all of a sudden it's just like, it kind of loses its specialness. So, so hopefully not everyone just decides to just go out and do it. Um, but I, I wanted to make note of that in case anyone hadn't heard it, that they should totally check it out because it's totally (laughs) great. Um, yeah, it's a
0: good, I think I think it's relatively you're going back to what you're saying. I think I think it's a relatively like in-depth process. Like I remember when uh, Drew was the guy, that the name that, or the name of the guy that did it. But uh, Drew, I was asking him about. He's like, yeah, he's, he, he, I guess it took him a very long time. So I don't think it's super a super quick process or very easy to do. So
1: I yeah, can't like, I was I was looking into uh, th- there's there's a couple of programs you can use online that are just like web browser based that mm-hmm. can you know kind of mimic that um but i I know that there's like whole program like uh what is it uh not not logic but um ableton like i think ableton oh there but anyway
0: i've never worked in ableton but i think i uh i have friends that do and and that would make sense because ableton's definitely like friendly to that kind of stuff
1: right and yeah like getting like the pitches correctly and then like because the synths are like made a certain like they the tones are a certain way and like the scales are a certain way like you have to be able to know what scale to use and like all that stuff so yeah i i think you're totally correct in that like there there is a, a much bigger process but i i think though that if you just have like a midi keyboard set up and if you're just good at piano you could probably do it all on a piano too and just maybe probably make it that way yeah i remember
0: like when i was like years ago and i was still using GarageBand to do stuff like GarageBand even had like a thing it was like a Plug in and and it was called Bit Crush and right um, and you could play a guitar or anything through it and it turned it into eight bit and I'm not sure if eight bit is at this point if it's just if that's all it is or if it's an actual like weird different you know what I mean I don't I don't know what quali- what makes it qualify as like truly eight bit I don't I don't know right yeah.
1: I mean Other yeah what- it's just making
0: it sound that way you
1: yeah. know what I mean right and so so you're in San Diego. And, um, I wanted to just kind of ask you, you know, did, did you grow up there?
0: I didn't. Um, I grew up, my, my father was in the Marine Corps, um, my entire childhood. So we, I was moving around. I was all over the States, um, every two to four years we moved. move. Um, I did live here in San Diego County a few different times and like, and then also through my like high school years. And, and then as an adult, I've been here since I, uh, since I, um, got out of high school and everything I've been here.
1: Oh, Okay. Um, yeah, I, I was just curious. So, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit familiar with like the Sando- San Diego scene. Um, but and, you know, with respect to the fact that, you know, obviously there haven't been like shows going on for like the last almost a whole year now. But, mm-hmm. you know, what are what are some things like that have been kind of happening down there? Like, um, I mean, what are like the venues and what are, you know, some of the 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 bands that are really worth like noting from that area that are kind of doing cool things right now?
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a ton of good, really cool bands here in San Diego. Um, let's see, let's start with the venue-wise. Um, we've lost a few this year. We lost Bar Pink um, just recently. Actually, I, I, I say a few, and I'm, now I'm, I'm, I was thinking about bars. I think the only venue we've lost that I'm aware of is uh, Bar Pink so far, which is, sucks because Bar Pink has been a, kind of a staple for everybody here.
1: Wasn't um, so that Bar- um, John Reese's? place he was somehow it was, it was either john
0: reese or like his i think maybe his wife or his ex-wife was involved with it or maybe when they were together i don't know. i'm not sure either way it was somehow tied to that that world um but uh that that bar just went away it was a staple it was like part of always a part of awesome fest it was always part of a part of Scalera fest um so it's sad that it's gone but um we have soda bar which is a really cool spot um they're part of like they're tied in with casbah and Casbah obviously is a great spot. Um the tower bar is probably like holds the biggest part in all of our hearts. If you're like if you play in like a small rock and roll band in San Diego, then you you know, do probably had a lot of really good times at the tower bar. And uh and it's probably the most that's probably the, the most rock and roll bar in San Diego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like hands down. <laughs> I really do think so. It's just it's such a cool spot. And it's it's in City Heights, especially in the neighborhood that we live in. But um the owner has just been a huge um catalyst for for rock and roll music for not only local but touring bands like you it's always been cool stuff happening there and cool shows happening there it's a really intimate like neat little dive bar but um so there's that and you know we got a there's a bunch of other places but those are kind of the standouts i guess in my head but um bands we have a ton of cool bands doing cool stuff um top of my head there's uh Doc Hammer, really cool, like hardcore, kind of like Bronx uh, style rock and roll. Really good guys. Really great show. Like one of them, probably one of the best live shows in San Diego right now. They like, they just kill it. Like um, their frontman, John, All the guys in the band are like they're just wild people, and like their shows are parties. Like I remember the first time I saw him, Western Settings played with him. We were playing at this bar called Blonde Bar, and uh, and we I hadn't met. I hadn't met any of these guys yet, and they. Uh, and they played right they played before us. I think they played two bands before us. And uh, and in the middle of their set, Josh set off a, a smoke grenade. And I just remember I got so pissed off because I was just like, and it was gnarly, because it it's like this little bar and like it just got it was exactly what it sounds like a smoke grenade in a tiny little bar. And I, I was just like, man, what the hell? You know, in my head, I was just like, What the fuck? Like these guys like seriously, like like did you gotta put up and I was all pissed off. And then um, and then like a month or two later, we were at Tower Bar. Mm-hmm. and Doc Hammer was playing again and I just remember I was sitting with Jackie at the bar and Doc Hammer was playing and we were both just like I don't know about these guys like we don't know how we feel about these guys and then Josh came over and he like jumped up on the bar and he was like on the bar and he was like saying this going thing. I'm like sitting at the bar and I'm just like looking up at him and it was like Jackie and I had just been like finished talking about how we don't know how we feel about him and I was just watching this guy up on the bar and he just had the biggest smile on his face and he was just like getting it and I was and I was just like that was the moment I was like Okay, I love this band. <laughs> they're so they're so good. Like, and then and then since then, I've gotten to know them, and they're all sweethearts. But uh, so, Doc Hammer, really cool band. Um, we have let's see, Slow Draw, which is are you familiar with uh, like Square Crow and like Todd Allen? He does um, Paper Street Cuts records.
1: Can't say that I. Oh no, Paper Street Cuts. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So he's one of my good friends. We grew up together. Um, his band. He's in a band called Square Crow with Kevin, who's also the guitar player and HLS. um square crow is really awesome they're doing good stuff um todd has another band called slow draw right now that's a newer one with they're making great music um you have uh, matt, matt casket and the breaks which actually i don't know they're half of them live in los angeles area now but um oh there's a really good band called selfish lovers mm. um they're a new one and it's also kind of like hard hard rock and roll stuff but just Really, really good stuff. There's a ton. I I could go on and on. But, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I'm sure you could go on. Like, like if you just waited, like you'd probably list like 150 bands or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but there's really there's there's a lot of a
0: lot of really cool cool folks in San Diego doing really cool music and and just yeah. It's, yeah.
1: It's, Out of not, a curiosity, I'm I'm sorry. What was the last thing you said?
0: I said we're not we're not lacking in, in that area. We got we got cool cool people to move do cool music. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Yeah out of curiosity what's your uh, favorite spot to get a burrito down there
0: um well recently it's actually changed um there's a place in the golden hill neighborhood and it's called Al- alberto's i think alberto's i think so but it's a little 24 hour corner shop and it's probably my new favorite place to do like really 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 all the ingredients are really good so like no matter you can go there and order anything and like it's going to be awesome. Like I haven't mean, not had a bad thing yet. And like every time I go there, I try to get something different and still I'm just like, well, this is better than any other place, but there's a lot of good Mexican food down here though. So.
1: Right. Yeah. It, it kind of seems like that's, that's a stereotype, but it's pretty true. I mean, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of spoiled. Cause like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty close to like San Francisco and like, there's a ton of really great Mexican food, like in the mission. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Oakland surprisingly actually, and Berkeley, is kind of lacking on like really, really good Mexican food. In, in my opinion, like there's some that's, that's good. It's okay. Like I'll, yeah. eat it, you know, but um, the, the one of the best burritos I ever had was this place called Roberto's uh, down there. And apparently it's like a chain, but um, yeah. But yeah man, all, like, all the, the, the California burrito from them was just like, mm, perfect. Yeah. I, I, must've, a- I must've eaten like five in like the week that I was there you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's funny
0: though. Cause like, because you, and I, and I, I acknowledge it all. Like everybody was gets in the big debates about the Mexican food. And I think it's just all so different. Like the San Francisco, Mexican food, or the Bay area, Mexican food, it's a total different animal than the San Diego Mexican food, you know? Cause like when I go to the Bay area and for Shane, Shane, the drummer, Shane and for my, uh, played my project. Um, he, he's in Oakland and we were just up there and, uh, like when we go up there he'll take us to a Mexican place and it'll, I'm like this is amazing. I wish we had burritos like this in San Diego, you know what I mean? Yeah. Probably because I don't get to have them all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, like there's there's a spot here in in the city they they have I think I think they had three locations it's called Taqueria Cancun and to me that's like my my all-time all-time favorite in the Bay Area Mexican burrito. It's like perfect, you know? Um, it's, it, it is different than the ones that you'd get in, like, you know, at Roberto's or something like that. Um, and they don't really offer like, like their California burrito is like not that great, you know, but their standard burrito is awesome, you know, and I'll eat that all day. But, um, no, that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm always curious about people who live in San Diego and like their take on like what their favorite Mexican food is. So I appreciate you, uh, answering that, but, um, yeah, yeah, uh, kind of moving on to the last couple of questions that I have. Um, you know, so who are some bands that that you just really love and you think people should know about if they don't know about them already? If you could name just like a, a few, yeah,
0: just a few. Um, so let's we'll start with we talked about DFMK earlier, and I'm gonna mention them again because I'm such a huge advocate of them, and I don't think people um, are very aware of them. Like you either know about them or you don't. But but check out DFMK if if you're watching this, check out DFMK. I
1: will I will second that. I, I managed to catch them uh last year actually. Like I think it was like earlier last year, uh at a very small show in the East Bay and it was it was fucking awesome. Like they're totally great. So I hard second on that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's I can't stress it enough. Yeah. And you yeah. Um let's see. So I got I, I made a little list because you you kind of told me you were gonna give me this question. So um I was thinking about it and I started writing some down, but um um so I kind of cruise through it because I know we're we're trying to Save time here. Um, Street Jail is a really cool band from uh, Seattle. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but uh, it's uh, a whole, It's I guess, kind of a super group of punk punk guys from Seattle but are uh, really cool. I, I really dig it. They've been putting out uh, not only music, but really fun. Their videos are like out of control, fun. So look up Street Jail, check them out. Um, Slow Draw, we already talked about. Square Crow, we talked about. Um, my buddy's in Decent Criminal, which I know you know because you're you're uh, just pressed press one of the records, and uh, those guys are are absolutely wonderful, and uh, their music is so good. Um, they live down here now. Well, the two brothers do, the Martinez brothers do, right? But uh, anyways, yeah, those guys, that's great stuff. Um, Strange Light is a really cool band from um, the Bay Area up there. It's like uh, also a bunch of people from from different bands, but Strange Light we some friends. That's a good one. Selfish lovers. We talked about, we talked about Michael Kelly and Barclays angels um, typesetter from Chicago. You know, those guys are those, those folks, um, they're super rad, but, um, Hey, did a, a split with them earlier this year. And it was, it was actually, a, uh, a four way seven inch split with lousy advice typesetter. And then sunshine state from, um, Gainesville. Um, and that was, uh, that was pretty cool, but it's on vinyl, so that's that's available. But anyways, uh, I really like Typesetter. They're wonderful yeah, wonderful people and wonderful music. Check that out. Lousy Advice I just mentioned. Matt Casket in the breaks we mentioned. Oh, that was it. And my last one, Glow in the Dark. is that AJ, he plays bass, and uh, he's in a bunch of different projects. He's in Weatherbox, he's in this band called Sundress, he's in... Um, Matt casket and the brakes, but he did his first solo record this year, and it's called "Glow and the Dark," hmm. and it's really good. And so, those are my mentions. Those are all my my honorable mentions the people that I wanted to kind uh, of uh, shout out to or, or go check them out. If, if anybody's looking for music, check those check those ones out.
1: Yeah, I've, <laughs> I, I I've heard of of several of them. Like there were a few that that I'll have to check out. But um, I mean, decent criminal. I'm definitely biased too because they're. They're just fucking great i'm so great i'm so glad to be working with them um yeah typesetter i know about um i don't know a ton about them but i've definitely been been hearing their name quite a bit um lousy advice is uh is, is pretty awesome you know I, I i know that um shelby just recently moved down there i think right mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah
0: they're here they're actually just down the street from mm-hmm. us they're in golden hill the same neighborhood that that burrito shop i was talking about they live in that neighborhood and. um they're wonderful people it just it sucks so much because like they just moved down and and just de- like decent criminal the martinez brothers just moved down um the lousy advice folks just moved down and it's the pandemic so we can't all hang out and do stuff it's like it, you know what i mean like if it was like we could have had the coolest parties in san diego this year <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know I know Rob from the Hammer Bombs just moved down there. Yeah,
0: Rob's here now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like also right
0: down the street. Like it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, Strange Light too is is a band that um I caught wind of earlier in this year when they released uh that album and I was really blown away. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great record. Yeah. Yeah, those are
0: those are all like heavy hitters, I feel like, in that band. Like and they, they know what they're doing and it's good
1: right yeah. right no that's that's a solid that's a solid band right there for sure i i'm stoked to see them live when we get have a chance to but um no no thank you thank you for that that great list i'll be sure to add as many links uh, as i possibly can and yeah. you know really the the last question i have for you is um if you had to pick five albums that you were stuck with for the rest of your life what would they be
0: All right so you also told me you were giving me this question so it's again on my list <laughs> <laughs> which I'm glad you did because if you wouldn't have told me that that I would have, I would have totally like been here like, uh, 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 anyways. So I got, here's my top, my top five. Um, I got weaker than's reconstruction site. That was my first weaker than's record. Um, and it's one of the few bands that I have thoroughly enjoyed through my entire life. I got, I I picked up reconstruction site from a wall or Kmart when I, I was in 10th grade and I was living on the East coast in Virginia. And I went, I would go into the Kmart and I would go through the CD section and pick out um, CDs if based off the cover art. I'd be mm-hmm. like, this cover art, like, oh, this looks cool. And I, you know, I'd get, get it. And I got reconstruction site because of that. And I hated it for like the first like year, but you know, back then we didn't have like streaming services. So like um, every now and then i get bored of whatever CDs I had and I would pop reconstruction site back in. And then eventually it just grew on me. And then, and then it's been one of my favorite bands of all time since I was a kid now. Like I still listen to it on a regular basis, not just reconstruction site, but all of them, but reconstruction site was the first one. Um, so that's my, that's on the list. Um, pet sounds from beach boys. That's a big one for me. I, I feel like I could take that one to, to a desert Island and, and never get sick of it. Um, I'm going to throw in little brother from dead to me, hmm. which is, up there it was funny i remember when i was it was like right when i was like graduating i don't know like towards the end of high school it was like all i listened to was against me and did not me mm. and um, but little brother was definitely one of the it was a big one for me that one no the record means a lot to me a dp um i got joe jackson i'm the man hmm. you know that are you a fan of that one
1: <laughs> i i'm not super familiar with uh that that album
0: i not <laughs> got it it's so it's such a cool record it's like I'll check all, it out um, it's it's really good. I think you'll you'll dig it. It's like it's it's very heavy on drums and bass. In fact, I think I read an interview about it and Joe Jackson when they made it, like it was uh the key, the featured instrument was supposed to be bass. So like when you listen to it, it's really cool, just like up tempo, like kind of like poppy punk rock stuff, but like um um the bass is just out of control and like the songs are really well done. It's 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 a really cool record. Um and I feel like a lot of people don't really know it. So it's kind of like one of those cool ones. You're like, oh, you don't know about Judge Jackson? And you show it to him. I'm like, this is really cool. It's like, yeah, yeah, I showed you that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Totally. Yeah.
0: It's, a, it's a fun one. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to say put Propaganda, Potemkin City Limits. We'll put that on there. <laughs> that's There's my five. I don't know if that's like the definitive like and I'll be all this, but that's what I came up with. For,
1: for... No, hey, you know, for for the purposes of this podcast, you know, I I wasn't I wasn't expecting like something that was gonna be like worthy of an ex- existential crisis or anything, because it's it's a ridiculous question. Like I think for any person that really enjoys and consumes a lot of music, that that list can change, you know, from day to day, yeah. hell from minute to minute, because like all of a sudden you might be like listening to like just a, a mix of something. And all of a sudden a song comes on and you haven't heard in years. And you're like, Oh fuck this song, dude, this is the best album ever. And you're just like, I forgot about that song. Cause I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't know how your brain works, but I, I oftentimes tell my wife, it's like, dude, I'm on like a 10 minute, like, you know, I have like a 10 minute length of like analog tape in my brain. That's just constantly being overwritten. So the shit that you oh, told me totally. like ten minutes ago, I forgot about, you know? So oh, yeah.
0: I operate my life like that. Like I, I, I have to do it all the time. Like when, it, as I'm thinking about something, like if I'm thinking about texting someone or communicating with someone, I have to do it immediately, right then and there. Otherwise, it doesn't get done. I forget about it. Um, right. You, yeah. Or you, have to, you know, write write stuff down and keep a list. But like, if you don't write it down, then it's gone. <laughs> you know
1: right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, i mean i i have i have a couple of like i have some bands that i know will absolutely always be in like my top five like the two that i always point to are like fugazi and smashing pumpkins but but as far oh, as
0: see, fugazi been
1: <laughs> see yeah right you know but like you know as far as like the other three it could be any one of like literally probably like a hundred bands you know that would just change yeah. day. so but i i do appreciate you giving this some thought though because I'm always interested to hear like what people are going to have to say and you know I I've, I've certainly gotten some really interesting lists like I didn't expect like Joe Joe ja- I mean I I've, I've heard of Joe Jackson but I don't really I'm not really super familiar so if anything it's going to inspire me to go listen to it so thank you
0: Yeah when you do make sure you listen to I'm the man so Joe Jackson's one of those artists where it's like by record by record it's vastly different I'm the man is the record that I'm talking about
1: <laughs> All right I will <laughs> I will cool. listen to that I will listen to that tonight. As a matter of fact, so thank yeah. you. But I think you really enjoy it
0: because you, you, you're you're a bass player too, right?
1: Yeah. So I I, I play bass. Uh, have played bass in bands before. Um, in Tsunami Bomb, I play guitar, but uh, definitely like bass is like an instrument that I hold very near and dear to me. So I'm I'm all I'm all about it. Yeah.
0: You're gonna nerd out on that record then because the yep. bass is phenomenal. It's the the drum and bass section and the whole record. It, the, the, no, the songs are just written really well, and then the drums and bass are just
1: like tight. It's, it's a master. <laughs> Well, Ricky, it was it was a pleasure having you on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm uh, congratulations on the release of this record, and um, I'm looking forward to hearing the stuff that you come out with. Hey Hells, and at uh, a certain point, whenever Western Settings decides to put some new music out, you're going to do that, and then whatever you do with this next uh, full length that you've got going on. So, no shortage of material from Ricky Schmidt coming up. Uh, we're gonna end <laughs> we're gonna end the show with actually a couple of songs. We're gonna have one from your solo record, one from Western Settings and one from HLs. So stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, we'll hopefully see you in in real life sometime real soon. And I'll talk to you soon.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it.
1: You got it.